The Old Testament book of Jonah is not the story of a great fish. It is the story of a great God. In a world on the verge of judgment and desperate for a spiritual awakening, it holds a message we all need. Salvation is of the Lord. Join us in the book of Jonah today as we study God's Word with Scott Pauley. Questions, questions, questions. We are living in a world filled with questions. And the book that we are currently studying, this book of Jonah, is also full of questions, which I think is fascinating. Now, we're, we're nearing the end of our study. You'll recognize we've come very near to the end of Jonah chapter number 4, walking through this amazing book. But I want to back up for just a moment. I want to go all the way back to Jonah chapter number 1 and come forward, and I want to show you the great questions that are found in this book because the questions lead us to the God of answers. May I say today it's all right to have questions as long as you know where to go to find the answers. Only God can take a question mark and straighten it out and make it an exclamation point. The Lord has a way of taking uncertainty and making it assurance, of taking doubt and making it confidence. Only the God of truth can do that. And so we begin our study of these questions in Jonah in Jonah chapter number 1. First, it's the questions that the mariners ask. Do you remember the men on board the boat that Jonah had taken running from the presence of the Lord? He was supposed to go to Nineveh. He decided to go to Joppa. He decided he'd go down to Tarshish. That's interesting. The word Nineveh means hard, and it was a hard place. Joppa, on the other hand, means beautiful. So here's a man who is living by sight and not by faith, who is leaning to his own understanding instead of trusting the Lord, who is going to the beautiful place instead of to the hard place, and God's going to have to get his attention. So here he is on board a ship, and the Bible says in verse number 6, in the midst of the storm, the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. So the first question these unbelievers asked, these were pagan men, heathen men. They didn't know the true and living God like Jonah did. And the first question they ask is this, what are you doing sleeping? What meanest thou? What's going on with you? Don't you think that a lost world is looking right now at believers asking, uh, what is in our mind? What are we thinking? What are we giving our lives to? It seems strange to them, perhaps, if they could truly see us spiritually like God sees us. I wonder if they would ask us, if you really believe all this truth, why are you asleep? Why aren't you doing something? Why aren't you praying? Why aren't you telling us the truth? And then the questions continue. In verse number 8, Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is thy country, and of what people art thou? So they're asking for lots of information, but the first question in verse number 8 is significant. For whose cause this evil is upon us? Is it me? Is it you? Could it be our sin that is hindering heathen people from knowing the glory of God? Do you remember the disciples all seated around the table on the night of Jesus' betrayal and arrest? They're having the Last Supper, and the Lord says, one of you is going to betray me, and they all start asking, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? I wonder, uh, does this question probe? That's the thing about questions. Questions don't accuse. They probe. 
they search the heart. They, they make you consider. Uh, they make you examine. What meanest thou? For whose cause is this evil upon us? And then in verse 10, the ultimate question, Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. The ultimate question is this, Why are you running from God? You know, sometimes people who do not know God exercise a measure of common sense that frequently believers lack. There have been many times that I've been blinded to my own ignorance and rebellion only to be uh, able to hear someone that maybe didn't even know the Lord ask a question, make a comment that made me think, what on earth am I doing? Why am I going the wrong direction? And so the first group of questions in this book are the questions of the mariners. And then there's a question that the Ninevites ask in chapter 3 and verse number 9. After they've heard the message of Jonah, uh, they repent, they turn to the Lord believingly. And the Bible says in verse 9, they said this, Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? There's a question there, a question mark in verse number 9. Who can tell? There are many things we do not know, many things we do not know about God, many things that we, we do not understand. And these were people that didn't know God. They didn't know if God was really going to be merciful to them or not. But, of course, he was. In the very next verse, he turned away from the evil, the judgment he was going to bring upon them. He revealed himself to them as a, a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger, of great kindness, just exactly like Jonah said. And so the first group of questions makes us examine ourselves. The second group of questions it leads us to God. It leads us to the God of kindness and grace. And then there's a question of Jonah in chapter 4 and verse number 2. He asked the Lord this. He prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? And so the question here is really an argumentative question. You ever ask God such a question? Have you ever argued with the Lord? You ever ask a question you didn't get a good answer for, or at least you didn't get the answer you wanted? Uh, that's what Jonah was doing. He was asking questions because he was debating the Lord. He was trying to make his case to God. The interesting thing about this is that the answer that Jonah really needed to receive uh, was not the answer he wanted to receive. It was not God who needed to change. It was Jonah who needed to change. Look, if somebody's heading the wrong direction, I can guarantee you it's not the Lord. It must be us. And so it brings us to the ultimate group of questions, not the questions the mariners ask, not the question of the Ninevites, not the question of Jonah, but the book ends with the questions of God. Might I say that when God asks questions, he's not looking for information. When God asks questions, he's looking for confession. And in fact, these questions that God poses in Jonah chapter number 4 give answers really to all the other questions because they reveal more about God's heart to us. Here they are, Jonah chapter 4 and verse number 4. Then said the Lord, doest thou well to be angry? May I ask, are you doing well today? When God looks at you, what does he see? The psalmist wrote, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Is there any wicked way in me today, any wicked way in you? God knows. God knows. The Lord knew Jonah wasn't doing well. He knew why he was angry. He was leading Jonah to a moment of confession to God. And then he will ask it again in verse 9. God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? He points out what a silly, insignificant thing he's worked up about. Sometimes the Lord not only wants us to see ourselves differently, he wants us to see things differently. 
He began looking at material things through spiritual eyes, and then ultimately he asked a question that will lead him to God. He says in verse number 11, And should not I spare Nineveh, that great city wherein are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? And there's a question mark. The last thing in the book of Jonah is a question mark. Why? Because in the question there is an answer. God not only wanted Jonah to see himself differently, to see this world differently, he wanted him to see God differently. Questions bring us to the ultimate answer, and the answer is this, that we are all sinners, and everyone needs the mercy and grace of God, and the only thing that matters in the end is what God thinks and what God says. The only thing ultimately that makes the difference is the love of God. I don't know what questions you're dealing with today. I have no idea. But could I encourage you to do something? Bring those questions into the presence of God. Usher all of your doubt, all of your, all of your question, all of your uncertainty into the holy presence of our God because only He can turn the questions into answers. Do you want to go further in your study of the Bible? Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find hundreds of articles, sermons, and podcast episodes in our online library. You can search the archive by scripture or subject, and we trust it will help you as you continue your journey in scripture. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.